podcast has bad words. <laughs> Hello, patrons. This is Ask the Minimalists number 40, the special holiday 2020 edition. That's funny. I'm almost 40. <laughs> <laughs> now, are the holidays canceled this year just in general because of COVID? Oh, my gosh. I thought maybe They're this certainly would be, different. This would be like a good excuse, right? Because... People are like, oh, I don't want to really go to my holiday functions. You know, let's just say that uh, I can't go because of COVID. Right. right? Um, now, obviously, if you have underlying conditions or anything, then, of course, that's uh, the, the best choice. But I also like I've already had COVID and I, I could see myself definitely using that as an excuse to not go to some sort of <laughs> any party. But now you can't because you're invincible. <laughs> well, yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> It could be on my clothes still. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. I um, uh, I think that you know, things are, are have been easing up very slowly over the last several months. Mm -hmm. And it's December 2020, the end of this year. Everyone's like, oh, I can't wait for this year to be over. Be careful what you ask for. I remember people saying that in 2019. Right. Oh, get this year out of here. 2020, here I come. It's the year of perfect vision. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's 2020 has been so, I don't want to say bad, but for, for the lack of a better word, it's been so bad. I don't remember why 2019 was so bad. Well, no, it, it's, uh, I mean, let's, I don't even want to give the value judgments of good or bad uh, right. on it. I, I'm just saying that it's been an anomalous year that's for sure mm -hmm. not only have we had a pandemic right but we've had you know just all, you know, a presidential election mm -hmm. and, and and divisive times that have become more divisive because of pandemic we've had we went from one of the the best un unemployment rates we've had to the worst unemployment rate we've had over the course of less than a year yeah and, and so we had all of these sort of ups and downs in a way mm -hmm. um now what makes a year bad you know 2019 was really bad for me because of health reasons right yeah and so in a way i was ready to get that out of here too but i also knew because i'm not superstitious like the fact that we went around the sun one more time yeah doesn't all of a sudden restart i mean we're a little stitious we're just not superstitious <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. That's <laughs> leave. It's totally from the office anyway. Okay. Um yeah, so um holiday edition. We've got some questions from you all. I thought we would answer those today. Let's do it. L'Oreal says, "How do we recognize when our holiday decorating is too much?" I feel like I mean if it's more than 1995 it's too much. <laughs> I feel like uh people really have to understand their own limits. And when I think about holiday decorating, Mariah and I and I've talked about this before, we have one strand of lights mm -hmm. because it feels a little Christmassy. And sometimes, in fact, we left it up all year this year and the lights burnt out, so we have to go get a new strand. Mm -hmm. Um but it's because we love how the little twinkling lights make us feel. Yeah. And there's something comforting with it. We, we just, we like it. Um, now, if I'm looking at somebody else's house and how decorated they are, and then I start to feel pressure like, oh, you know what? We should really do way more than just that strand of lights. We should do this tree and this, 
yada, 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 yada. Like that's doing it for the wrong reason. It's doing it because we see someone else enjoying it. So therefore maybe if we do the same thing, we'll enjoy it just as much as them. But sometimes mirroring. Yeah. But what we end up doing is causing ourselves unnecessary stress. So Mm -hmm. this person asking this question, Mm -hmm. uh, they're asking that question because maybe the holiday decorations are uh, weighing on them right now. Mm-hmm. So that is a symptom of, yes, something is wrong. It's a symptom of too much. Yeah. The, the easy answer to this is not a simple answer, but the easy answer to this, and it, by the way, you can apply this elsewhere. You can extract it from this answer and apply this to any other area of your life. It's too much when it's more than enough. Mm. And quite often we're asking these questions like, I have too little. Why do I have so little? Mm-hmm. Or why do I have too much? Right, too much stuff. Mm. Too little money. Yeah. Instead of we're we're approximating an enough that we don't actually know what enough is, hmm. right? Because if I have too little money, you're always going to be getting wanting more money. You're always going to have too little money. You're mm. always going to want more yeah. until you identify what enough is. And if you've identified what enough is, because you're saying, well, I, if I make this much, I can pay my mortgage, I can make sure I have no debt, and then I can save 15% for retirement, I can contribute 10% toward these charitable organizations. You figured out what enough is? Yeah. Anything beyond that is just bonus, yeah. right? And, and the same is true with your holiday lights or any other area of your life, your stuff, your commitments, your relationships. If you know what enough is, anything beyond enough is too much. Now, of course, your enough is going to be different from my enough. In fact, if I was single, Ryan, I wouldn't have any holiday decorations at all. Enough for me would be zero. Right. But it doesn't mean I don't enjoy holiday decorations. Got a wife and a kid. Right. Yeah. And so I like going out and seeing them. I also don't have to acquire them as well. Even with a wife and a kid, I don't have to go out and acquire the giant 50-foot palm tree with lights around it. Mm-hmm. No. I, and, and so I've identified, as a family, we've identified what is enough for us. And as that changes, I'm willing to adjust my enough. Isn't enough feels like a little bit of a, I don't know, like a unicorn. It's like... And I'm just thinking out loud here. Um, I'm always feeling like I I have too little or I have too much. Right, because you don't identify what enough is. Right. But but, But I settle for just below enough. I'd rather feel like I was lacking something than feeling like I was too full it's like when you eat a oh, meal no 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 no! you're confusing lacking with with enough like and, and hmm. you will always be lacking even with enough right that's what yeah that's really what i'm trying to get at and yeah. so let, let's not conflate enough with completion right and maybe yes completion is the unicorn yes and, and so let's not say and, and so if you rephrase the l'oreal's question here it's not like how much decoration do I need to be complete? Although that may be the implicit question in here, mm. right? You're not going to be complete. You're always going to be lacking something. Yeah. You're gonna, you're lacking the 50 foot Santa or the 50 foot Jesus or whatever your yeah. object A is. And even when you have the 50 foot Santa, uh-huh. and you have too much, now you're lacking um, 
uh, peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even then, even when you have too much, you're still lacking because you can always acquire more, right? Yeah. There's always a new object day. That's the definition of object day. Right. It is whatever the new thing is that you have not, that you would give up everything else to get. Like, there's always an object day. Yeah. Until we decide that we're happy with the lack. Yeah. And yes, of course, you're not going to be complete when you have enough. I have enough money to pay my bills. Yeah, uh, it doesn't. The money though doesn't make me complete. Right. I'm complete in an empty room. Another question here from Nathan: How do I let go of holiday decorations that have been passed down through my family, and hold strong attachments to warm holiday memories? Mm. Well, of course, your memories aren't in your holiday de- decorations. Your memories are not in your things. Your memories are inside you, and. You're asking this question because of one of two reasons. Either A, they're making you feel some sort of discontent. You don't get joy from those things. They they don't increase your well-being. They get in the way of your tranquility, right? Yeah. And so they're bothersome in some way. Right. They're, they're, they're disrupting your tranquility. Yeah. And if that's the case, then of course you should let it go. But if you're asking this question because you're like, well, I'm holding on to this thing that I don't know if I want. I like it. But I feel like I should get rid of it. Well, why? There's no should. We're not telling you you should get rid no. of anything. It sounds like there's maybe an obligation thing there mm-hmm. where they feel obligated to hold on to these things that have been passed down. Mm-hmm. And doing anything out of obligation, I think it kills the joy in it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you want to remember those holiday memories, take mm-hmm. a picture of the things. And then here's the thing about sentimental items, right? Having hundreds of them waters down the sentimentality right. of those items. So having half a dozen instead of a dozen dozens mm-hmm. is much more meaningful to you because you're not watering down the experience of those items. 100%. Leanne says, how do I appropriately curate family holiday traditions since they've become numerous and overwhelming? <laughs> this is kind of... This is just the uh, experience version of the last question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, new, well, yeah, if, you, if everything's a tradition, then nothing is tradition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and oh, fuck it. If everything's a tradition, then it, it's broke, right? Yeah. Because that means you're not making room for any new experiences. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, because if, every, if you're only following tradition, mm-hmm. then you're not making room for contemporaneity. Mm. which is the, the, the sort of the newness. Uh, and, and by the way, if you're only making room for contemporaneity because you believe everything new is better, mm-hmm. then you're actually forsaking the wisdom of the tradition. Now, that yeah. doesn't mean I'm advocating balance. Well, you need to have 50% tradition and 50% <laughs> new. Right. No, it means some traditions aren't serving you anymore. And they may have served you for a period of time, but they're probably not serving you anymore if they're stressing you out if they're increasing your anxiety if they're not adding to your tranquility or well-being and if that's the case let those traditions go pull forward the ones that bring the wisdom the well-being yeah like elf on a shelf uh that started what about 10 years ago probably yeah something like that so yeah like yeah if you're uh i don't know look at your traditions and look at the newest tradition and ask if it's really serving you in the Mm -hmm. way you want it to be and like, I don't know, I'm just think like, analytically, I'm thinking write down the list of all the traditions and keep the ones that are the oldest. 
it, uh, yes, I, I, I like, I like, not just the oldest though, because old, uh, the same thing is true with the old things. Just because something's new doesn't mean it's better. Just because something's old doesn't mean it's better right. either, right? Yeah. Um, and by the way, it's, there are lessons to be learned from old contexts, mm-hmm. right? I know people often make fun of Leviticus in the Bible, like it's like, how could any this, these be life lessons that it's like it's so barbaric? It's right. like actually. 2000 or 2500 years ago this was progressive yeah, uh, yeah. and so it, it's all contextual right right it's insanely uh antiquated now but that's now right so what we need to learn from tradition is like what's the why behind this tradition why do we do this tradition because quite often we'll carry a tradition forward so long that we don't even realize why we're doing that anymore mm. i remember this when i was married the first time there I knew something was wrong when Thanksgiving, we ended up going to four different families' houses on Thanksgiving. It was so stressful. This day of peace and relaxation wore me out. I couldn't wait to get back to work on Black Friday. Wow. Because what I was doing was carrying forward too many traditions. And I didn't stop to say, hey, why are we doing this? What are we doing? Yeah. Wouldn't one of these be much more meaningful than doing all four of these? Yeah. So getting to the getting to the root of why you have these traditions, like that's going to help you decide what you're going to hold on to and not hold on to. That's searching for the problem, not searching out the solution. Cuz if you're doing if you're doing these traditions for the sake of doing these traditions, that isn't a good why, in, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. So get the, to the why. The why is like, well, because I, I want to spend time with my community or my family, or I want to contribute beyond myself, or I get great joy from doing X, Y, or Z. There are great reasons to have traditions. Mm-hmm. The creating of memories, the living in the moment, the being present with people you love, being present in the presence of people you love. These are great things but they can also be overwhelming when we carry too many of them forward. So maybe here's your pithy answer. Choose your traditions wisely. Yeah, and it's funny because holding on to a tradition just because it's the oldest, I don't know if that's a good why either. I mean... No, it's not. Now, you can look at something old and say, there's probably a lot of wisdom in this. Mm -hmm. It's still not the only reason to carry it forward. Yeah. Nancy says, how do I shift the annual holiday gathering that I've traditionally hosted to another family member since it's become too burdensome for me. Oh. Okay. Here's a problem. I have a problem with your question. Hmm. Ryan, here's my burden. You hold on to it. Right. Yeah. No, 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 no. Now, if there's someone in your family who wouldn't find it to be a burden. So, yeah. if, Ryan, if I, I've given you neckties before. Like when I left the corporate world, especially, I gave you a bunch of neckties. Right. Now, I give you too many. It probably was burdensome. <laughs> but in the moment, it wasn't. It was like, hey, I'm not going to use neckties. They're, and I need ties. And they're, yeah, they're burdensome right. to me. They're not burdensome to you. Right. And so this makes sense. I'm going to give my burden to someone else who's not burdened by them. But if you're going to burden someone else with it, then you're just being a bad family member. Yeah. And I know because I've done that before. I've passed my burdens on to someone else. Mm-hmm. And so... I encourage I encourage you to not pass the burden on, but if there's a tradition you can pass on or a gathering that you can pass on to someone else, Nancy, great, as long as they get value from being the new leader of that yeah. gathering. Think about the family members that show up or the, the friends of the family that show up and really love this event. Talk to them about, hey, I know that you really like this event. 
um, but it's being a bit too burdensome for me to put this together. Is this something you would like to put on? Right. And especially if you've been getting feedback from those people and they're saying, oh, you know, you do this great every year. Yeah. Oh, thanks. You know what? I'm just wrapping up my my tenure with this. But if Mm -hmm. you'd like to take it over, I'd be happy to pass it on to you. There's a middle ground, too. Ask someone to help you carry the burden. That's also true. You You don't have to just carry it all yourself or put it on someone else. You can, yeah. Yeah, and, and hopefully you. that person who's helping you isn't burdened by it themselves. Right. In fact, they're energized to help someone they love. Yeah. You know, you think about that when when Mariah has some sort of burden. You know, if it's a health thing, for example. I know she had some health stuff mm-hmm. uh, not that long ago. You don't feel burdened by helping her. You feel like you're contributing yeah. when, when you have the opportunity to help her. Oh yeah. And and you feel good by being able to sort of relieve some of that burden. Yeah. Well, yeah. Mainly because when I broke my back, she like waited on me hand and foot and. I'd that like, wasn't a burden to her either. It wasn't, but like I go, I, it's like that experience makes me want to go way out of my way for her as much as I can to show right. her like, hey, I'm willing to do this for you too. Right, but if you were to make a random person on the street do that, they would be totally burdened <sighs> yeah. by it. There's yeah. something about the love and connection that you have with Mariah mm-hmm. that doesn't make it a burden. Now, Absolutely. be careful with that. Don't take advantage of that, Nancy 100%. and anyone else who's listening to this. Lynn has a question. How do I politely decline invitations for holiday parties at work without squandering any social goodwill? Mm. So, social goodwill. Um, holiday parties. I don't like holiday parties. <laughs> you right? don't like parties in general. And I actually think we answered a very similar question when we had uh, Meg from Minimalist uh, Minimalist Christmas. Have yourself a Minimalist Christmas on here. And so I would defer to that episode because we went into a, a, an expansive conversation with with yeah. her about that. Now, um, here, here's what I'll say. If, if holiday parties are a burden, then I would find a way to avoid that burden unless you are absolutely obligated to be there. Yeah. There's no, re- there's no shame in saying... Uh, I'm sorry, I can't make that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah there's no, <clears throat> like I had a holiday party when I was store manager and, you know, maybe out of the 20 employees, like eight of them came. And by the way, it doesn't matter. You don't know the names of the 12 who didn't show up. Right, exactly. And, uh, I mean, there was a piece of me that like, I was like, oh, I wish they wanted to hang out with me. But in the yeah. same token, I was like, I also respect the fact that they have their own personal lives and yes. maybe they don't want to come to work outside of work. Right. And that's okay. Let's do one more here from Wayne. Wayne says, how do I ensure all of my loved ones leave the holiday gathering safe when there's festive alcohol refreshments available? <laughs> well, you, uh, what you do is you take everyone's keys, uh-huh. put them in a bowl of water, <laughs> you freeze them. No, man. I mean, that's like, it's like it's like if you're a bartender and you're like, how do I make sure that all my patrons go home safe? It's like, yes, you can decide how much you serve them, but ultimately, if there's any alcohol involved, I mean, they have to make their own decisions. Yeah, you can't set up a rule that says, okay, you can only show up here if you have a designated driver. I mean, it's certainly great to recommend that. Yeah, I would recommend to, it. And, and I- yeah, and to encourage, but ultimately, you can't hold everyone accountable and thank god for uber and lyft now because now everyone has a designated driver right, right? and so you oh yeah you, you can set that expectation that, hey if if anyone there is too inebriated 
offer them but even then you can't force them you can't tackle them and hold yeah. a knife to their throat and say you're not driving yeah uh it's ultimately up to someone to make their own bad decisions and you can st try to stop them and you can offer to get them an uber you can try to talk them out of it mm -hmm. but instead of being confrontational be uh, assisting yeah right? here's, here's yeah, let me get you a christmas gift yeah i want to buy you a ride home there you go yeah love it all right. Well, this is a minimalist Christmas, and um, it's going to be different this year for sure. 2020, and actually, I'd love to hear. Let me say this, patrons. I'd love to hear about your Christmas plans this oh, year, yeah. and how do they differ? How do they differ from previous years? So if you want to comment on this video or on the audio version of this, now keep in mind, this is just for true fans and, and VIPs. Yeah. Uh, because our you're the favorite folks. patrons. Yes, that's right. <laughs> our favorite and second favorite patrons. Right. Um, you get to decide who the second favorite is. Yeah. <laughs> you it, listening to this? It's you, Jeff. <laughs> I thought it was Dave. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I would love to hear about how your holidays are going to be different. Maybe it's going to be a smaller get together. Maybe you're just doing it via Zoom. I know. Uh, Bex oh, and wow. her family are planning on doing Zoom right now. That could change between now and then. Um, but uh, they they do a great job, her and her family, of like Zooming regularly. I've been roped into a few of them. And it'd be fine if they were 15 minutes or 30 minutes. They go on for over an hour, sometimes two hours of Zoom sibling calls. Mm. And I politely bow out i'm gonna go do the laundry or the dishes or right i don't hurt a cat or something <laughs> anything there's a cat out there i think needs hurt <laughs> anything to get out of this oh. um yeah mm. so yeah i'd love to hear about your your holidays this year and 2020 is coming to a close but we don't have to wait until january 1 for it to be day one you know mm. every year i I tweet this on January 1st is day one or one day you decide, mm. but that's every day. We yeah. don't have to wait until January 1. You do have to wait until January 1 to see our new film, Less yes. Is Now. Yeah. comes out on Netflix on January 1, but um, that will be day one for that. But today, the day you're listening to this can be day one. We don't have to wait till 2020 is over to change the course of... Uh, change the direction just pivot five degrees to see where we're going so all right y'all love people use things we'll see you next year we'll see you next year the minimalists <laughs>